do that sweet thing. Didn't we just talk to each other like three days ago? No, that was years ago. Weird. No, we we did. It wasn't three. It was four days ago. I can never talk to you too much, Izzy. Mike, it's. Oh, baby, it's time is what you meant to say, because ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much, the Weird Al Yankovic Internet Radio. My name is Mike, and I will be your host as we travel through this because I'm fat of (laughs) parody songs or something. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my good friends, Izzy Swan of all things, IzzySwan.com, and my good buddy, Joel Crawford of the Mizzing Digit Woodshop. Gentlemen, welcome back for another episode. I'd like to file a complaint. You should. Is it, I feel, I, is it I feel you're in the, uh, the Christmas party. No, that's fine. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I feel that your intros are becoming lackluster. I feel that, that you true? are not working. I, I I feel that immediately the, the effort you put in into writing the intros has severely slipped, and we probably I, okay. need we First probably need to to talk about uh, what would it be called in your uh, corrective action. Uh, performance plan. I, I, performance all, plan. Thank I've you. I've never written the intros. Uh, for the record, secondarily, um, <laughs> I can't be expected to write the intros, come up with the topics, do the editing, and publish the podcast. Are you saying you have too much on your plate? You're not. I'm a, just saying that emotionally you know, three available, of us, but there's really only one of us. Listen, <laughs> I I just show up for this thing. I don't I don't know anything else. That's yeah, I'm kind of the same. But, but listen, speaking of which, I just wanted to before we get too deep into this because this is going to take up a lot of our time today. Um, the uh, Steve House of the Fools with Tools podcast. Who? Um, Steve and uh, Alex and whoever the other guy is. Uh, they are on the Fools with Tools podcast. He said that he had a question he uh, for the podcast. He wanted to know uh, which we would recommend: a Western style push block plane or a Japanese style pull block plane? Absolutely. Um, so, and that is, uh, like I say, I wanted to get that out there early because I know we're probably going to need at least a full hour to cover this because it's yeah. been a pretty hotly debated She's topic, about the particularly. Ones. Maker. Yeah, exactly. So, um, they're all yeah, mostly cordless. I don't, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> Japanese do weird stuff. So, but uh, anyway, uh, Joel. Yes. Um, we're going to come to you second, even though I started with you first. Because <laughs> Only I'm, because I registered a complaint. <laughs> I see I how this is. I got moved to the back of the line. We may not get to you at all, but uh, Izzy. <laughs> um, Izzy, uh, what have you been up to, sir? Where? Since we last talked, <laughs> um, I went through a tornado in the mountains of Tennessee. That was fun. Um, six and a half Ding. hours of sitting in a gas station with the car rocking. By the way, we forth. talked three days ago, so, those who aren't paying attention. Yeah, four. And then uh, less than six hours later, I got stuck in f- about four and a half, five hours of dead still traffic because two semis decided they wanted to kiss inside of one of the tunnels heading east on 40 between Knoxville and Asheville. And if Ding. you've ever driven that stretch, mm-hmm. you know that you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so was that was it before all the tunnels, or was it after the tunnels? That's uh, before. I was be- oh. I was behind that whole scenario. So um, I just want before we go any further, I just wanted to point out the irony and the fact that you said that uh, two semis were kissing. Yeah, 
Because when I kiss, I get a semi too. So uh, there's some, <laughs> some irony. What's up, Pooh? Good Didn't play you know. there. Good play. No, um, and then today uh, I, I got to I got to South Carolina and um, took a moving truck that was fully loaded to Greenville to drop it off at the new place. And on the way back was in an accident. Yes. Ding. It's been a very- and he had to offer butt stuff to a police officer to it not get a citation. Stuff. It was mouth stuff. Or as right. we like to call it. Punch in the poopy. Punch in the <laughs> It's going to be one of those what, nights. What kind of podcast is this? <laughs> anyway, you uh, were saying? So anyway, and I haven't built anything. So not a single thing. Uh, just been moving and uh, we're getting ready to take one the last and final load of stuff over to the house tomorrow and then headed right straight back to Michigan for a 4th of July vacation in Traverse City. I'd like to mention that you have built something, what I imagine is a reputation not to follow you ever. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's probably. So, so basically, if we see you driving. Or to pack a picnic basket and extra water. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. So fortunately, so. Um, in the uh, in the hurricane there, or tornado weather there, I just stopped and grabbed two coffees. So I was good. Um, hmm. However... I feel like we moved too, too quickly past the punch in the poopy line. That, that seems like something that was a lot funnier. Than intentionally moved past, the, moved past that. All right, so keep keep going. Um, then. But that's been my week, and uh, it's <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I've I've literally spent more time Sounds in a like vehicle it. than I have on on solid ground, and we're just getting started. So, um, hmm. the good news is the new house is almost done. They're a little bit behind schedule, so hence the uh, really quick decision to go up to. Traverse City for the fourth. I'll kill a couple birds with one stone. We're gonna uh, pick the kids up there for the. the they, they put on a heck of a Fourth of July celebration up there at Traverse, and I have a couple of large sign jobs to do for Woodland Creek. We've got a eight foot tall, thirty foot long uh, sign to make for the Oklahoma store, and a couple small ones for the Traverse City store. And I'll do that while I'm up there. So it'll be a, well, a workation. I, the, you know, the best part of all this stuff that you were doing, um, you know, while you were stuck in traffic and you know, run running over old ladies or whatever you're into. The um, you weren't in Michigan while any of it was happening, and uh, I think that that that's got to be worth some value. Yeah, no, even uh, it was busy making me miss even it. if it, it sucked, like, it could have sucked worse. If I was in Michigan, there'd in Michigan. be no traffic, so I wouldn't have to worry about it. Ran into a bear, and I listen. I just want to apologize because I know I crap on Michigan all the time, and I do because I mean. It's Michigan. Um, but I, I grew up in upstate New York, so I understand the pain, is what I'm saying. If you were waiting for me to well, apologize. Well, you crap on upstate New York, too. I just got back from there. Actually, upstate New York is a lot like Michigan. It's a place that's like, it's really community-oriented, and there's some heritage there, and you know, it's got roots and stuff, but you just don't want to stay. Like, it's, I mean, for the... And for the people that do, I mean, I, you know, I get it because like when I go back there, I feel a sense of something that I don't get when I live, you know, down here in, in Charlotte, like Charlotte is a very, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of communal because you're in the South and everybody's just polite. I think it's a very reason, grown up city. No one really cares. I mean, like it's a very busy city. Yeah, no one city. really cares. Yeah. Let's talk about the things you don't get yeah, in of- upper Michigan. You don't get traffic. I hate traffic. You don't get yeah because you don't get you people. Don't get <laughs> you need people yeah, for traffic. Hence the reason there's not that much traffic. There's not that many people, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you don't get you don't get uh, the what? heat. You don't get poisonous spiders and you know snakes and crazy things. 
you know, all we have up there are bears and moose and wolves. You know, they're they're fun. They're fun. Yeah, you can get eaten by a bear or an elk or a do bear, do elk eat people. I don't <laughs> I mean they could though. If they put their mind to it, they could definitely eat people. But if you got trampled by one, you'd wish you were eaten by one instead because those. <laughs> 1400 pound horny elk running through the woods just stomps all yeah. over you that's got to suck but they're cuddly and cute they have furry yeah. horns mm-hmm. and they really can't sneak up on you because they're 1400 pounds so. yeah but you can't run away so it doesn't matter if they're stealthy like a ninja or not yeah. so I th- we should reach out to Alex and see if he could do a, 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 a ninja elk a ninja elk <laughs> that seems like Seems like something that we could really use as a brand. No, we're we're working on it. I've already got him busy. Don't Alex, don't 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 I, do that, Alex. We got, I, we got him busy already. I uh, yeah. I oh, want to really? mention um, we I, I and I'm it's, well, it's kind of a plug, and it's not meant to be. The new website will be done in just a couple of weeks now, and I can't tell you how excited I am. Wait till every now. Just to clarify, the website is the Izzy Swan the website, website, is not the, the Izzy Park. conglomerate of everything izzy website and it is bad to the yes. bone have you have you gotten prototype yeah. links yet it is amazing <laughs> are, are you going to share those prototype links with us no <laughs> no of course not all right uh i can find it okay. <laughs> if you want me to so it is it's just you know these guys have been um kicking themselves in the rear end they've been working their butts off and it, it's just been it's amazing to go from, and Wes Wayne did the website before, and he was phenomenal. I mean, Wes is probably one of the best guys I know, um, and he put up with me. So <laughs> that's saying something, y'all. Um, that's a plus. Yeah. And, you know, he just it's he did really he did a <laughs> great job on the site, and um, it was just time for me to, you know, to go um, a pro, so to speak, you know, and um, getting these guys on board has just been, well, Wes, Wes has jobs and well, he has uh, hobbies that don't involve yeah, he, building. He has a life and a family yeah. and jobs and hobbies. So it's different from one guy, Absolutely. you know, trying to help me, basically help me out. I mean, I paid him, but, um, you know, it was more like, hey, let's do this thing. And he was really cool about it and did great for a long time. And um, it was just time for me to kind of, because of Toolmasters and a half a dozen other things I do, I needed to step up my game in a, in a big way to, to make this, to make it grow, to make it go in the direction I needed it to go. Any chance they're gonna they're gonna update the header to say all things izzyswan dot com? Because that would help my probably, ego in ways I, I don't know that not, I can explain. But the, the homepage no. will be all things. We'll have all the the links to everything that we do, and including some new stuff that is oh. pretty awesome. Do you think it'll have a link to the podcast? It will. Shut up! Mm. Right on the very front page. Well, that's unfortunate because you just hurt my feelings and I won't be saying all things Izzy Swan anymore. No, no, no. So. Just because he's not doing it shouldn't be that you should take that as negative. It's it's a miracle that he didn't put us in some about me drawer 15 pages deep. I'm I'm excited about that. No, well, and here's the thing, and I, and I love Mike to death, but he really doesn't have feelings. So when he says that you hurt my feelings, he's lying. That's true. <sighs> that's true. God, that's not so well. Um, yeah, no, you guys, I mean, listen, you guys are great, and that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> you're you're so, only great because I make them great. So. No, I mean, you guys would be fine without me, but no, <laughs> no one would listen. We, so. we need you, Mike. No. Oh, can I just, Mike, let me, Mike, let me just we, share we the, need you, I have to share, 
No, you don't. But I have to share the backhanded compliment I got from Joel the other day when we were waiting for Izzy to not show up for the podcast we'd scheduled. Wait a minute. That um, was a complete accident. Joel, I never compliment you. No, no, you did it entirely. on. You probably don't even realize. I'm sure you did I, I did. I, sure I, re- I didn't you, realize. Had you thought it. I recorded that, by the way. You didn't know it was recording. <laughs> There's no way I, I that I would, a couple of times. I would add to that ego, not even in the littlest bit. There's That's like... Oh, no, you're going to remember the conversation right. as soon as I bring it up. So, uh, and, I, and like I said, I do play that back, and I cry in my <laughs> closet and just kind of sit there and shake, wet myself. So we were sitting there, and I said, uh, we were talking about the podcast, and I said, you know, we were, we were talking about how all the other podcasts are so bad, and, you know, like, they're just, they're, you can't even listen to them for, like, five minutes. We weren't actually doing that, but I just I like to go out. And uh, so we were talking about, you know, how the last podcast we released was pretty good, and we got a lot of good feedback on it, and I said, uh, you know, I think we actually put out a pretty decent product. And I said, uh, you know, it's just everybody hates me. And Joe goes, no, I actually think everybody kind of likes oh, you. Oh, God, I did I say like, that. Yeah, you did. And I went, I don't think that's true. And you, and you were like, yeah, you're probably right. And that was the end of it. But for that brief oh. moment in time, I was a thousand feet in the air. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, listen, if you like me, please don't tell me because I can't. I can't he deal can't. with that. I'm we can't deal with it either. Don't stand. tell oh. us. Yeah. I'm already convinced that I don't even need the other two guys to show up to do this. <laughs> At this point, I could just use some clips from the old and just kind of edit it. All you need is a so, couple of but, me just giggling in the background. And you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, uh, I think that'd be fine. But, um, yeah, that, 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 little, that little snippet I'm of so time. I'm so ashamed was, of myself. That, that's right up there with the birth of my children. Um, as far as you know, things. Where that are you sitting proud. right now, Mike? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where? Oh, I'm on the toilet. Where we do this every weekend? <laughs> I'm in the garage. I have been told I can't go in the house because we had the the cleaners came through and cleaned everything, and the, all the carpets got shampooed. It like, is that because you have the, the blood of go, that woman you hit with a car? <laughs> if off? I have to go to the bathroom. I have to like put on clean socks and go to the bathroom and make sure I take the toilet paper out of the bathroom. So I have. Literally, in a, I'm in the, the garage <laughs> right now. Can we can we talk have, for a second about toilet I paper? <laughs> I just wait. Let me finish telling my story. Greedy I know. Bastard. Um, oh, I thought you were oh, done. Yeah. No, I go ahead. Mattress laying on the, on the garage floor, with, and I I I went to the dollar store because I have to have pillows. I'm, I'm a pillow freak, and uh, they had the uh, the big body fluffy pillows for ten bucks, and they are so cozy. I was oh, like, God. I was snuggling with them before the. Guys. How many did you I'm buy? Telling. <laughs> How I'm many did you sure. buy? I know it's an embarrassing number. Tell me. That's why more I than one. <laughs> so. How many did you buy? You got four nope. of them, didn't you? Nope. Three. You bought. I got. You got six. ten. I bought six. <laughs> How many? You got six of them. Oh, dude! Wow. Is he's a girl? You have to know that you're my hero. <laughs> If there is anything that's feminine about me, fantastic. that's that I gotta have my pillows. Oh, who who would have thunk it? Yeah. That's no, I that's I mean, listen, I've listened to him sleep. He needs a lot. Well, I was just thinking he uses a sound deadening. No, no, no. I, it's I figured he just I like to feel like away. I'm being cuddled. I'll put them all around, and I stick. You know, I like to feel they go everywhere. Good. I love my pillows. Everywhere Not you get everywhere. one up there in the grundle. <laughs> <Not that everywhere. laughs> Just between, shot, one between the legs, you know, punch actually poopy. probably two between the legs, one underneath the head, three or four behind the back. I have two or three of them in my arms because, you know, I got 
pretty good size. One day I'll be sure. Izzy's pillow. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> well, you might, but it'll be for like yes. three minutes until yes, I fall will. asleep, and you'll be like, "Screw this!" <laughs> hey, you're like, I can't. I can't. It's too much. You hear the you hear the thunder this guy, in the ear. He needs a CPAP machine with a two forty volt no, generator on it. They've tried them on. You um, snore right through them. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that no, thing I'm, doesn't. I'm not kidding. I've, I've done wind. the CPAP. Didn't work. I got the adenoid surgery. The you know they remove your tonsils and adenoids and half your soft palate. That doesn't work. The next step is to drill a hole in my throat. I'm like, yeah, we're not going there. Okay, and you no, should start that ever. <laughs> so. No, is that okay? To I mean, be fair, okay. the king of drills. That would be an awesome story. Yeah, but then I got to it walk around be. a plug in the in my throat for the rest of my life, and I can't swim ever. You can't ever go underwater with. <laughs> <laughs> I can't swim ever. You live in Michigan. There's, There's nowhere to swim up there. Yeah, but it's frozen over. <laughs> You're that, not, why yeah, do you think that's... they make chainsaws and axes? I just think that the funniest part of what you just said is that, like, I. <laughs> I don't mind the hole in my neck, but God damn it, I love my naps. <laughs> I'm at the Y all the time, just backstroking hey, with the ladies. <laughs> hey, I like it. But can well, we talk about toilet, toilet paper, paper now? Is that okay? Or? My story, Mike. I just, I just want. I, I'm glad we did. I'm. You're probably not glad <laughs> no, you did because I really wish that I had gone through with it. That's for sure. As soon as. As soon as you said you bought body pillows, uh, you said pillows. I was like, that, that no, he didn't no, say pillows. Pillow. He said pillow. Yeah, I, that was plural. I, I, I know you'll be surprised about this, but I actually have a, uh, I have a very uh, hard opinion on toilet paper, and I'd like to hear what you got. <laughs> okay. Well, yours, you yours is more, yours is more the, the uh, telemetry by which it comes off. No, the no, bowl. no, 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 no. In, um, in the quality of. Okay. Well, let me. Let me just say, so I, now this is hard to do because there is a delicate balance. First of all, you're near the b-hole, so you got to be gentle. But I just got back from upstate New York. I took a trip up there. And one ply, like what you would find in a in the dingiest rest stop in the country is basically what everybody has in their house up there. And I'm convinced that there's just, you know, one guy that works for the sanitation department and he gives free toilet paper to everybody because they don't want to spend a dollar fifteen on twelve rolls or whatever the case is, right? So but if you don't have two ply in your house, this is this is the first world. I mean, we we're not living in, in mud huts and you know, someplace out in the middle of nowhere. This is two ply. But now the problem with two ply is you gotta go with the stuff that doesn't leave lint all over the place because then it gets weird. But I mean if you got one ply in your home, you're a terrible person. That thing is sanding inches off. I'm just trying to get clean. I don't need I don't need all that, okay? I mean, it's not like it's a raised area anyway. I don't have to level it. I just need it clean. So stop I with spent one the one first already, two decades okay? of my life pooping in an outhouse using oh, magazines, old Sears catalogs as toilet paper and you're complaining. About yeah, but that that is a that is, listen i i live in america and you live in michigan and that's different okay there are people in rwanda right now that would be like no I, michigan you know? I, I think you're no. i think you're uh strongly in the majority of people mike i think i think people yeah, like a little nah, bit like, of it wasn't just one house 
was every house we went to, one ply. I'm like, what are you people doing with your lives? You have failed humanity. This is it's too I, I am in the minority and I like uh I like the coarser material. I and there's there's a physical reason why <laughs> why, why <laughs> there's, there's a all I can think there's a all I can think while we're talking about this is Rebecca DeGroote <laughs> listen to this. No, so anymore. sorry. So sorry. <laughs> No, because right now listen, she's swearing at listen, her. There was a time when I was enamored with like Cottonelle and and the big fluffy like the Charmans and things. And no, yeah, Charmin's so here's the thing: I <clears throat> I like the sharp edges of you know how how it gets kind of crinkly like a newspaper would, because like the physics of it means that it gets you much cleaner. All right, I, I think I understand, is, I understand, and I don't, I don't want more detail because I'm, I'm, sure I'm trying to be as vague as seven possible. of the fourteen listeners. We are, we are. That's no, this is perfect, this is a this is a perfect affirmation, perfect affirmation of the fact that we live in a country that is way too spoiled. Nope, this is. Oh God, yeah. This kidding? is this is I think a personal <laughs> preference, and I think I'm well in the minority. I, I don't have a problem with single ply, although we don't particularly use it. But we do buy the kind of generic, like eighty four counts, uh, Sam's Club, and it's it's close to one ply. It's it's like one and a half ply, right? <laughs> it's like it's it's like a millimeter bigger than oh, the one it's ply, it's it's basically. like a thousandth. Yeah, I didn't. And, and when I was at your house, I didn't notice that at all. I actually thought that the uh, the, the the choice was was okay, although I I was pretty sleep deprived <laughs> the entire time I was there because there was an earthquake happening on the couch next to me nightly. Um, so yeah, but no, I listen. Get get some goddamn one ply people. I mean, it, or two ply. It, it, this is not the funny part is when I go up to New York, I stay with my in laws. They actually go to the store to buy two ply for us. <laughs> and I'm like that, like, like you've you've had this conversation. There, I oh oh you you know me. You think I haven't had this conversation? I, yeah, we'll be sitting around getting pizza, and I'll be like, uh, "Hey, uh, Dad," because you know that's what you call them when you're staying in their house, even though they're not your dad. Um, what's up with the one ply there? Is that uh, you guys do that a lot? And they're like, well, "What do you mean? Like, you know, toilet paper, the b hole. You not treat your b hole to a little uh, you little, know, little cushion." Maybe, Maybe some stuff with some lotion in it. I don't know. That's still a part I'm, of you, I'm, right, back there? I know you don't see it, but it I'm belongs to you. Like, <laughs> you scented, uh, like scented moisturized butt wipes, and I'm, that's what you're getting for Christmas, Mike. So you don't have to get that for Christmas. I have. I have a. I, I built a hamper in the. Uh, <laughs> in the a, a, and it a, just it just houses those. That's that's fantastic. What did you call it? There's got to be a snappy name for that. No, it can't be the um the it's I, what I want to build next though is one of those ones that like they have in the uh, the public restrooms. You just wave your hand under it and it dispenses. If anybody ever gives that's, me a hard time about driving a Prius again, we're going to start talking about your toilet paper. Listen, pillow boy. There, yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, you're not off you're the hook really, anywhere. Hey, yeah, I, can, I just I, I need Bob. I, like I don't know if he listens. Now. 
I don't know if Bob Claggett listens, but the uh, I like to make stuff guy. If you could do an Arduino video on the um, making the the toilet paper roll dispense, that would be helpful to me very specifically. Outside of that, though, um, yeah, that just if you don't mind, Bob, appreciate your time. <laughs> so, I'll start. I'll start giving some of that sweet, sweet Patreon money. So I, you can help. Now out that we're talking more. kind of about the gentler side of of um, being a man, um, <laughs> are we? Fluffy we apparently are. Come on. Is it, I gotta have fluffy toilet is this because, paper. Is this, because, <laughs> is this because you gave yourself to a police officer? And now <laughs> I, you I feel like sick it, so I did something right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I had something come up and over the last couple of days, and it, it's it's kind of an interesting thing, and it touches a little bit on, um, kind of the, the come up touches uh, the, and I'm being stereotypical because I don't mean it across the board, but it touches a little bit upon what's coming up in the workforce. Um, so I would last you guys, everybody knows that that listens to the podcast. I've been up at uh, Lakeland mills, helping them do a, a, a new kitchen production line for the you know rustic furniture kind of style kitchen production line. Well, they, they asked me to stay on for a week and help them with the North end, which is all rustic furniture. It's a, <laughs> that's funny because talking. we've been talking about the South end. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> trying to we're, figure we're talking about the North end. Segways from toilet right. paper. Um, so we did. Go we ahead. spent the week, and they they work four ten hour days up there. And we spent the the, the week. We I, I gave um, the the idea is that they needed to get set up so they could produce ten pieces a day. Um, and that's kind of like this. If they can produce ten pieces a day, and that's kind of a generalized number because some are hutches, some are mirror frames. Okay, so it's, it's our goal was to hit ten um, ten pieces of cabinet furniture a day. So if it had a cabinet and a carcass, it was that. And so we. We reduced a lot of movement. We brought the material that they have to use over for the cut stations, and this is very assembly. Like it's less. It's, it's not like what you think about in your furniture in your you know garage. This is more like you have a cut guy who cuts all these pieces for the furniture. Then you got another cat that's cutting up all the plywood for the sides that get, you know they get covered. So it's then you have one guy making tops and then the wooden sides for the furniture, and you have another guy making you know drawer boxes and another guy making doors and drawers up front. So it's very, you know, set up more like an assembly line than it would be, you know, there's no romantic notion of a guy standing at a bench running some hand planes over some material here. This is, this is production. And uh, we set it all up. We changed the workflow. We gave everybody the tools they needed to really, you know, bang out what they needed to get done. And um, Thursday with the last day of the week, we were, that was our goal was to put the first 10 pieces out for the, for the, that day we kind of, you know, took a little time to revamp everything for the, the three days prior to that. Well, Thursday morning, these guys hammered together three carcasses in the first four hours or 12, 12 carcasses in the first four hours of the day. By the time lunchtime came around, we had 15, almost 15 pieces ready for tops and sides and doors and drawers. They hammered it out. Well, after lunch, it all petered out. You know, everybody was back to their old goofing off and talking and not really focusing on the task at hand. And, um, you know, ultimately what should have happened is, and I, you try to, you try to, to teach without stepping in people's toes and, you know, they have, they have a manager that's of that, uh, that does, um, over the, oversee everything. And so I wasn't after lunch, everybody should have stopped, you know, when, in caught, you know, went over and done tops and sides and door fronts and door fronts to get caught up to the, the, the building section. So we get our 10 plus pieces out. Well, they didn't do that. 
And I kept hinting, <laughs> like, you know, hey, guys, you know, um, what can we do now? We've got these carcasses. What can we do now to get this all done and get meet our pieces? And, and it just didn't, the whole, you know, all the, the week of messing around and bringing things together and talking about team effort and dividing and conquering and all the stuff that we went through, it just didn't sink in. So I let it go. I wasn't going to say anything. And at the end of the day, I was just going to berate them for not doing what they should have done. Well, about an hour before quitting time, I kind of lost my cool at it. They were just, you know, a lot of BSing, a lot of grouping up and talking about things like, you know, that were not related to work. And I walked out and there was, you know, four of them standing around the project. And they said they were talking about the project. I was like, well, it doesn't need four. You don't need four guys to figure out. You got to trim two inches off this top. Anyway, so I lost my cool. And I, and, um, I don't do it often, but I mean, it was one of those things where it was a point where it was getting ridiculous. So I, and was in intempered and said a few things very loudly and does this have anything to do with two ply no but listen <laughs> i want you to i want you to hear me out okay so okay i know um, please and i'm i was i was tempering it it wasn't huge until a couple of them started you know back mouth you know just back talking and then i lost my cool and i'm pretty sure everyone in that 115,000 square foot facility heard me you know, because I expect adults to, to adult. I expect them to act like, you know, adults. Like, hey, I screwed up. Let me fix this problem, not defend, you know, them being morons. You, know. you were like, you dummies, I will punch you into no, poopy. I, I, didn't, I didn't do anything like that. But, <laughs> you know, I did I did say, I did very loudly, you know, express my dislike for, you know, them being, you know, lying to me, basically. Well, anyway, um, anything I, I went back and apologized later because that's not how you manage people. That's not, that's not what you do, you know, and I'd lost my cool. It'd been you know five weeks of a very long time. And I had this one week to get this together and it really wasn't enough time, but we did a pretty darn good job and everybody kind of came together and they played it. There was a good team thing going and it just like, it all fell apart Thursday. So anyway, um, <laughs> three of them walked off the job monday morning and these are young guys you know um they just walked right off the job and one of them said that he was shaken up by the fact that i yelled at them on thursday so that kind of that kind of hit home a little bit i'm like this is a grown man you know late 20s early 30s got a family and kids and um you know has a stable job and um you know he was just given his own kind of his own department i just put him in charge of the door fronts and drawers and he was proud to be there. I mean, he was really, you know, he was jumping in on it. He was getting all involved. He was a team player. And then, um, you know, and he, he said, you, you know, later that I went back and apologized from Thursday. You don't talk to people like that. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, I lost my cool. It happens a lot. Of, you know, it happens in workplaces. So I apologize. Let's get past this. Let's figure out what we need to do to get our 10 pieces done. Well, he was one of them that walked off. And I felt bad. I really felt like, you know. Did I, did I really screw up that badly? But I start thinking about it even more. I'm like, it, it just, it was, it goes to show that um, people, it feels like in the workforce that people are taking their work less and less seriously and um, just don't have the, um, I don't know. I don't want to be stereotypical. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say the manness to, to do what, what it needs to get a job done but it feels like you know there was all there was a whole lot of me 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 and not a whole lot of team playing not what you know what can i do for the team how can we make this successful so everybody 
you know, so the company's making money. So I have a job to start with. Um, it just, there wasn't much of that. And it just felt like, um, you know, I don't know. I, I was, there was something, there's, so, there's clear, something that just, yeah, I can't put my hands on it. It feels like, go ahead. Clearly, clearly you needed this time to clear your conscience because <laughs> you felt bad for yelling okay. at them. And I apologize. Um, I want to make very clear that but, I went up to him right afterwards and said, you know, I mean, there wasn't a 10 minute, there wasn't a 10 minute gap, but I said, look, I, I owe you an apology. I lost control. I said, you know, we were doing so well. And I kind of explained the why, not that it was okay. I just explained why. Um, I did. And I said, let's, you know, let's get past this. Let's get past this. Let's get our jobs done. Let's do what we need to do to make this work. My, so I manage people for a living. Um, and that's, and I've done it for a while. Um, and I've always been, I haven't always been in a, you know, leadership role, but I'm usually in a position where people, you know, come to me for help or need me for help or, you know, I'm, I'm generally that guy, right? right? <clears throat> Something's screwed up. See if Laffy knows how to fix it. You know, that's, Basically, because I'm—I mean, somebody's got to be the smartest guy in the room. Might as well be me. Um, so, but like, there is. Don't don't tell me how good you are. Show me. Like, I, I, like that's and, and that's yeah, there's there is a there's a lot of that in and, and now I, I'll back up and say that with the group of people that I work with, these are guys that I've worked with for a long time. I don't really have that in that group, but I see it in you know a lot of folks where they they'd rather tell you how good they are than be good and they'd rather just acknowledge you'd acknowledge that they are good instead of them actually being good and it's like you know hey uh, listen i understand that you're struggling and this and every time you do something that is you know even moderately in line with what is your actual job you want some type of praise for it um even though that is literally what we pay you to do Right. Like that's you, you want me to praise you for the thing, the the bare minimum that we pay you to do. Not even like exceeding that. Just the just the absolute minimum you need to stay here. You're looking for some type of pat on the back for that. Um, you know, there's there, they there's more of an air of entitlement and sense of entitlement than anything like. And some people like you are to bring this back to toilet paper. You're as useless as the other side of toilet paper because you can only use one side of it. So um, that's just, yeah, you, I mean, no one uses the other side of toilet paper. That's not a thing. Please tell me it's not a thing. If any of you do that, please don't message me. I don't need to know that. But um, that is, but that is the thing is there is a, people want to be told they're good when they are completely mediocre. Like that dude, he's sitting there screwing around. There's stuff to be done. He's, you know, he just wants to be told he's doing a good job, even though he's not doing a good job. Well, that's like now I get that because I work that. for my father. I'm pretty for a good while. about that. I'm pretty good about recognizing what people have skills at and complimenting mm -hmm. them on it and motivating them. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're, I don't know, and I'm not. I'm not a great people manager. I never have been. I don't claim to be. I'm good at. I'm good at time management. I'm good at sequencing. I'm good at, you know, laying out production. So it's seeing the overall picture. And then I, I'm pretty good at getting people to come together and play nice on the team. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I was, I just expected too much. And when I, I lost my, yeah, I have, was, you know, my team is more like a frat. Like it is a, you are a member of like, we, we torture each other pretty much on a daily basis. Um, but like, we're all in it together kind of yeah. feeling, you know, like, so it's not, yeah. it's nothing to you know, tear somebody down, you know, and then, you know, we, we have fun and stuff. And, but 
if they, they know that if they need something or if they're struggling, like, you know, I'll pull somebody aside and, you know, real quiet and be like, dude, what's going on, man? You know, you're struggling. You got, why don't you take tomorrow off and just kind of, you know, get yourself back to neutral and, and this, that, and the other thing and, you know, come back in, you know, a couple of days from now and just, you know, go strong. And, um, you know, and at the same time, I'll call him a douchebag, you know, while he's sitting at his desk, just completely failing on the phone. You know? <laughs> so, um, but you know, because you know, you got to have both. But they, uh, you probably don't have to have both. But uh, you, but I mean, again, these are guys I've known for ten years. You know, so, um, so yeah. I mean, as far as that's concerned, but that's that's one thing that I notice in a lot of people is they just want to be told they're doing a good job. And and if you're doing a good job, that needs to be said. Like you know, people people don't get enough um, that reward thing has to be there. If you're doing a good job, you need to be rewarded for. Hey, man, you know, I appreciate the effort. Even if you're not getting the results out of them that you want, like, are you are you at least putting in the effort? Are you giving me mm-hmm. a try? You know, are you giving me your best look. Um, but if you're just like, hey, look, I'm really good at this. And, and I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, but shouldn't there be evidence for that? Like, I mean, you keep telling me you're really good at this, but everything I look at says you're not. So you're not. Maybe get better. You know, I mean, like that's. And they can't handle that. I mean, it just, you know, there there is a, I don't know if it's a generational thing. And I, and I hate to say that because it's very, you know, sort of generalizing. But they just, there is a group of people, you know, particularly in the workforce, they, they just, hey, tell me I'm great and I'll tell you I'm great. And then, you know, we'll we'll do whatever it takes just to stay here. But, you know, don't expect anything more. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the more I look around, the more people I talk to, the more companies I talk to, it just, it, there's this, it, it, like in the last 10 years, the, the mentality has just changed well, completely. And, and nor, I've been on job sites and on jobs where people have lost their cool before and you went, oh, all right, something's seriously wrong here. What, we, what can I do to fix this and get this r- running right? Not, I'm going to go home now because you hurt my feelings. Um, well, and not to get like too political, but I mean, the problem is that we've marginalized the workforce to the point where that extra work doesn't really matter because there is no upper upward mobility. Like you're not going to go from being like the guy in my position to the CEO of the company ever. I don't care how good you are at your job. Like that just, that's a closed box network. Like you might get promoted up a little bit, but the amount of effort you put forward just isn't going to end up turning out results like, Hey, you know, you were, you know, you were Betty, the cashier at Walmart. And now you're the, you know, the, the, the COO, which I mean, I understand that does happen, but, um, you know, on a very rare instance, but at the same time, like for the one person that happens to, there's a hundred thousand people still making minimum wage that kill themselves every day. So, I mean, we've kind of created this. You say it's happened in the last 10 years. I mean, that's basically the middle-class workforce in the last 10 years is, you know, if you show up and you do what's expected of you, you'll still have this job. And oh, by the way, if you get fired and have to go work somewhere else, there's just another shitty job waiting for you over there too. So there's really yeah. no incentive to put forward more so i mean we've been more than a decade our society's kind of created this but at the same time it still pisses me off to see yeah it's been more than a decade since i've hired and had employees in a brick and mortar type of situation like hey you know we got to build you know 30 pieces of furniture this week you know it's been it and but i mean the guys i had were rock stars i mean they come in every day gung-ho ready to rock it out you know uh, get it done they do what it takes i've had guys that would come in and a couple of occasions where we had like last minute orders that had to get done. I literally had a couple of guys come in and work almost 24 hours straight just to see that order get done and on the truck the next day because they believed in it. They were, that's their mentality. That's what they're, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, I haven't, I haven't 
Yeah, we just haven't incentivized that type of work. I mean, that that type of work ethic anymore is the biggest problem. Is that you know, so you, you can't fault them, but at the same time, you can fault them, right? It's just you just you can't like you just there there is no incentive to to put in that extra time. Like the corporation's just going to milk out of you what they can, and then when they're done with you, they're done with you. There's no there's no pension. There's hardly benefits. There's no you know. I mean, they've just they've taken everything away from. You yeah, know, but you break it down to so a personal the, level. If, you, if you're the guy out there, in, you know, and just especially if you're in a crew of guys that are just, and I'm, I don't mean just guys, but guys and gals. I mean, I don't want to be, um, you know, gender here. People, people um, who are screw offs. That just gives you even more opportunity to shine. And, and in this type of environment, there's a lot of room for growth. You know, there's massive mm-hmm. amounts of room for growth, especially in a place that's struggling. You you show up to be the shining star and are a big you know big part of get meeting or getting close to our meeting goals that the company needs to meet. You're going to get noticed for that. Period. There are a lot of people, and especially in small environments like this one, that will pay attention and see what's happening. And those are the kind of things that get you better money, more respect in the job place, more responsibility, which comes with more money. Um, you know. But, yeah, but the, I mean, the difference between managing money and and people money is so small at this point. And you might you might tell a dick joke on Twitter and just get fired one day. Like like you don't matter at all. Yeah. Like I mean, that's just your uh, job. Not at this. Not in this environment. You get hired with murder. Well, no, I mean, yeah. just just anywhere. I mean, that's that's the thing is you you just. I mean, you can be let go for any reason or no reason at all. There's no there's no stability and people just don't care. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but we've created that as I mean, you know, our I don't. Our don't understand country it. and culture has just developed that yeah. like and you can't be mad at people for who they are but you can still be mad at people for who they well, are the problem is especially in a cost you know in a in a production or a goods environment those things drive up costs and when you're trying to compete with you know when you're trying to compete with mexico and overseas and other places that are able to ship stuff over here cheaper than we can you know buy the material for and then you have a workforce that's you know it takes 20 people to get the job done of that. You still only take six people to get the job done for, you know, it just drives costs. So it makes it so much more difficult. So you just try to play with, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's just how to, how can I speed this up, the production up from, you know, a material standpoint, if I get the material that they use closer, if I get the processes that they're using dialed down, so they're handling the material as little as possible. And then, you know, and then how do you manage those processes? How do you get it to sink into their heads that, you know, look, if we can build 10 pieces a day, everybody's getting a raise in a couple of months, um, which makes it a lot more fun yeah, to come to work when you're getting more money and taking care of a better care of your families and, you know, having that little bit of extra money to do those things you want with. It just doesn't seem to sink in. It doesn't register, at least not. not yeah, in this I, I, and again, you know, I just think that the reason for that is that, you know, I mean, in that group, that might be the case. But I mean, those raises usually don't amount to a whole lot. You know what I mean? It's like, like I was talking to somebody the other day, they were talking about, you know, well, you know, I want a dollar raise and I'm like, you know, or I'm going to quit. And, you know, it's like, okay, well you're, you're, I mean, you're talking about $40 a week. Mm-hmm. I, you are this up in arms over $40 a week. Like that's $120 a month after taxes, you bring home $80. Does that, does that really move the needle? <laughs> right. But people don't think like that. They just think they're being shortchanged and this, that, and the other thing. But I mean, but that's the thing is like, you know, you only have the balls for us for a dollar more an hour. Like you're not asking for real money. What's it, $40 a week? Like I, I spend $10 a day on lunch. Like you're, you, you're not even eating until, you know, Friday. 
with what you're asking for. I mean, it's just, you know, people just don't, they don't have any concept of, you know, their value. And then, you know, everybody thinks they're underpaid. And the reality is most people that work in the middle class today are like, they're just, no, they're, they're not, there is no, they're not kidding themselves. Yeah, There's no, there's, you're, you're not going to get an argument, uh, argument out of, you know, for me out of, out of that. It's just, but again, you know, when you look at it yeah. from a, you know, a cost analysis standpoint, if you're in a, if you're in a, if you're in a goods market where you're providing a product, Oh yeah. You're always fighting with China. Fighting, I mean, you know, so where does, it, yeah, where does it come in, you know? And then, you know, if you can convince a group of people to really dial it in and work harder and meet these things, you can get, you know, more money. Granted, you, you're not, you're not going to walk in. Everybody's going and you're getting an extra 50 grand a year. It's not ever going to happen, you know, but if you want that, yeah. go, go find that somewhere else. If you want a nine to five, Hey Joel, yeah. comes every week, this is what, you know, that's what to do. We're, well, I was just going to say we're 40 minutes into the podcast and you stopped talking about 14 minutes ago. So just yeah, Joel, what, no, what's your take on this? I, I don't like, um, I didn't, I didn't want to interject because what I have to say is fairly radical in, in that kind of, please. so I don't run my business like that. Uh, two things. And, and Izzy, I'm not going to knock you on any of this, but I'm going to tell you where there are some things wrong with that type of environment. A, I, I can't pay pe- overall before anything else. Let me say, I can't pay my people the way I want to pay them. I, I do not make <clears throat> enough money for them to make what I think they deserve. I would love for my guys in the shop to be having forty, fifty thousand $50,000 jobs for sanding and building stuff, because I think they are absolutely a hundred percent worth that. So, with that in mind, I don't pay them that. I wish I could because they're skilled craftsmen and they deserve to have a a a, a salary and job that will put them into a retirement situation. Um, with that being said, I think companies are run wrong. I agree with some of the things that that we would classify perhaps as a millennial quirks. So one of the things I do is I don't push production goals like that to meet numbers. It is far more costly for me to have to train new people than to build up the people I have uh, within the requirements I need them to do. So that means that uh, I never yell. I will take corrective actions of their requirements I will look at them and say, we've already talked about this. Tell me where we didn't understand it. I will, I will get them to do what they need to do. But on top of that, I don't work them to death either. So I, I would probably be terrible in that type of environment, um, which is one of the reasons why I try to keep my company small. Because I think at the point where you have 10, 12, 50 people, 200 people, I think my, my fantasy goes away because there will be just too much responsibility. So, so, so let me tell you how I manage and what we do. I give people a task to get done as much as they can. I never, I almost never rag on them for taking breaks or for, uh, for uh, having uh, cooler talk. You know what I mean? Where they, they stand around for the first 10 minutes of our day 
eight o'clock in the morning comes at least 10 minutes, everybody's standing around talking about their night or whatever before anything even gets turned on at the shop. And I'm paying for that. Now that's five people times 10 minutes. That's an hour's worth of pay seven days a week. Well, not seven days, five days a week. Right? So that's at least five hours that I'm paying. Right? And I do those things because my people are more important than the production schedule. And I do that selfishly. I don't like doing new hires. I don't want to sit there training people. It costs me money, like like literal money, because I have to now train somebody where it might take them three or four months to be proficient at their job where they don't need to be babysat. Then I have to pay somebody to babysit them. But I first had to pay that person to train them. That might be me. I'm worth something. So my employees, my the price I charge for my stuff very specifically depends on the amount my employees can produce. Izzy, you'd probably come into my shop and you'd probably lose your mind. Yes, I would definitely lose my mind. Right. So, which is okay because... Everybody, to my knowledge, at least they express it, they're happy doing what they're doing. And they enjoy their work. I enjoy having them. And we get along very well. And so the you, people you that just, have... You just touched on something that's very powerful. And, I, and this, this goes deep. And I think and it, goes, it rings true across the board as far as whatever job you happen to be in. If you are enjoying the people that you're working with, you can do just about anything. You know, it, yes, that and I mean, for me, I can dig ditches all day long. If I had to stand next to you guys all day long and dig ditches, I could be happy doing that because I like you guys. We're going to get along. It's going to be fun, especially with no pants on. Well, so, course, you know, so, I'll um, give you an example. I can ask my guys to do things that have nothing to do with their job requirements. Mm -hmm. I can pull them off whatever the thing they're doing and say, hey, listen, you know, we've got the roof leaking on this part of the building. And it's, it's either we fix it or, or, you know, somebody's going to get a soggy paycheck and they're like, okay, well, what do we need to do? And I'll be like, listen, here's some tar. We need to go up there. We need to patch it. And they're like, okay, I'll grab the ladder. The next person says this never, I, I don't think in the last year I've ever said, oh, and I'm careful about what I ask people to do. And I'm careful about how I apply that managerial pressure. But what I do also is include them on a lot of the decision processes. And I include them on the consequences of inaction. So I, I go to them in the mornings and I say, listen, we have some things to do today. Today we need to build a certain number of Spartans. Or typically what we're doing is we're batching out parts. So it won't be a whole Spartan, but I'll say, listen, we've got 150 bases that we just pulled off the CNC. We need to get those done because right behind that, we have shields and men and, and everything else that's beer flights coming up and page bows and all those things. And I said, we have a schedule that we have to keep. It is very important for you guys to moderate your own time. Sometimes I don't say that. Sometimes it's okay. But sometimes when we need to pull it together, because there are things like literally, we just don't have much space anymore. When the truck drops off lumber, we got to get it on the CNC yesterday 
because we've just lost half our building to lumber. So it's got to get, got to get done. Um, and so I, but I include them in all those things. And I think, I think the world would be a little better if the job you were doing means something more than the job you were doing. That when you looked at it, they are part of a team. Now, I have no doubt those guys at the end of the day don't think maybe two or five seconds about the work they did that day. But while they're there and when they show up in the morning, they know that there's going to be work done. They know that they have certain expectations that they've mostly built for themselves with my poking and prodding. And then at the end of the day, we'll have a certain number of products. I bet you we could probably increase 20% or 30%, meh, 20% our production schedule. And I bet you they would be miserable. So I think of it like this. I think of, of those pushings and those proddings as one of the few benefits a poor business owner can do. I can't offer them insurances because we just don't have that. I'd love to. I'd love to offer them another $20,000 a year because I think they deserve it. And I hope one day we do something so spectacular where I can do that because that would be amazing. I would think that any day of the week. Mm. And then I, but I tell you one of the perks and I think they know it. I don't, I don't say it, but, but I'll close up shop for four hours on a Tuesday afternoon and we go bowling. Uh, because because I can because if I if I wanted to do a business that I created and I was working for me I think it would be cool to randomly be told hey finish up what you're doing in 20 minutes we need to be in the cars because we're going bowling right and and they actually look at those things and I don't ever mention it I don't ever say anything I I literally I made them fried chicken today that was our lunch. Oftentimes I make, I make lunch for them. Um, because now we're at the house. So I, you know, I put in three chickens and, and we just fried up a whole bunch of fried chicken and baked beans and coleslaw. And that, that was, so I, I understand where you're coming from and what type of production environment you're in Izzy and the places that you're used to working for. But literally that's kind of why, and because I've worked in those places, Mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the reasons why I wasn't commenting because I think those places suck. I th- I think they're, it's a horrible environment where you aren't paid enough. You don't get the benefits like Mike said that you used to get. You're mm-hmm. underappreciated. You're over exerted for the things that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And in some of those things, management can't fix the business can't exist by fulfilling those things. There's no way they can do it. You're right. One oh, of you're the, right. One of the few things that you can do <clears throat> is you can be a nice guy and understand profits sometimes are going to get a hit because, because you're employing humans. And, and that's how I do it. Not everybody has that luxury. Well, see, well, see that. And so, you know, the companies that I have typically worked for, you know, they, they are production oriented. We don't, we don't, for us, we don't actually manufacture products. What we do is intangible. So there isn't a, you know, a widget when we're finished. Um, but like with my guys, I don't, 
it helps for me that I can do what they do and I don't ask them to do anything I wouldn't be comfortable doing. So, you know, so there's, they understand that I'm okay with, you know, if I say, Hey, I need you to do this, you know, they'll do it. But I'm the same way. If you, I have a guy on my team every day leaves at 1030 for no reason, like no reason that I know of. Like he just leaves at 1030 and he walks back in at 1130. Like, and then about three o'clock he goes to lunch. Like he, you know, that's just his schedule. He's got something he's got to do. We haven't talked about. I don't care. Like he doesn't have to explain that to me because in my, in my world, like here's the, here's the job, right? I need you to do X. As long as you're doing X, I don't care how you get there. And you have to be able to promote that individuality to some extent, right? Because micromanagement doesn't work. Like if you stand on something and say, I need you to do blah, 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 because what you end up with doing that is, you know, you, you're just trying to squeeze an extra 1% of productivity out of people. The problem is that you end up losing a lot of people doing that. And that, you know, what does that 1% cost you? And like, like Joel says, you know, that 1% that you might get out of somebody by just standing on them constantly. Hey, you know, I saw you put down the sander and scratch your balls, you know, you, you scratch your balls in your own time or, you know, punch out or, you know, it's like, yeah, don't do that. Like, you know, I mean, you just don't need to be that person. Right. Um, you know, and, and then, like I said, I mean, that's to some extent, I mean, societally, we have decided productivity and production is more important than people. Um, and that is a bad way for us to go. And it gets worse year after year. And, you know, I mean, I won't get into the whole, you know, CEOs make way more money than, you know, the people they employ and all that stuff, because that's a whole other conversation. But it's just, you know, they're they don't have upward mobility. I mean, they, you know, my guys, I mean. The team I currently have, there's three separate teams in the building that we work for. Um, you know, the team I currently have, like, I listen, here's what I expect from you guys. Like, uh, you know, when you need help, I'll be over here. If you need me to stand on you, I don't need you to work here. Um, you know, I mean, it's basically, you know, what I tell them. But I've actually had somebody, somebody joked with me once and they said, you know, you manage by, uh, come on, man. You know, like, that's, <laughs> that's basically what he said. He's like, you know, when you know when you're falling off, like Michael come and act like he's disappointed in you, and he said it's the most heartbreaking thing in the world because I'd pull. I'm like, come on, man, what are you doing? Like, you know, and and, and uh, he told me he's like having a come on, man, conversation with you is is it's like it's like my father talking down to me. He's like, <laughs> you know, he because I feel like dread and disappointment because you know you're all of a sudden you know like you asked me to do something I didn't do it, and you're actually hurt by that. And I'm like, I am actually hurt by that because. I give you enough rope. Otherwise, you know, if, if I don't track how long you go to lunch, if you go to for two hour lunch, I don't care. Like, I, you know, I just, I, I really just don't care. Like guys call me, they send me text messages. Hey man, I'll be a little bit late coming in this morning. I'm like, you know, I, mean, I appreciate that, but I don't need to know. Like, I, you know, I need you here by nine. If you're here at nine Oh five, I'm like, what am I going to punch you in the face? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, I mean, and what am I going to get from punching you in the face? Like the next day that, you know, mm -hmm. you're speeding down the highway because you don't want to miss that five minutes. You know, then you're showing up to a job for an asshole you, you hate. And when I ask you to do something, you're going to look at me like, oh, go, you know, go after yourself. It's basically, you know, where if I look at you and I go, hey, like last Friday, I looked at all of them. I said, hey, guys, just, you know, want to let you know, um, you know, company's looking at some things. I need all you guys to make X number of calls today. Like just, you know, and I asked one time. I. I never asked again. I didn't even check it until, you know, I came in two days later and, you know, started looking at it. Every single one of them did it just because they know like, Hey, I never ask you for anything. Like I need this favor. Like I just, you know, Hey, do this. And, uh, you know, every single person did it because, and, and that's one of the things I told my, you know, one of the other managers, 
you know, these guys, if I told this guy on my team to go punch you in the face right now, he'd do it. Like, I have no doubt in my mind. He'd come over here and I don't even joke with him about it because I'm afraid he might actually come punch you in the face right now. Um, and I have to fire him for doing something I told him to do. But like <laughs> you stand on top of some of these guys and you're like, hey, man, I need blah, blah, blah. And, blah, blah, and this and, and you know, you did this and the other thing. And you know, they don't want to. They're not. That guy's not going to punch anybody in the face for you. Right. No, it's it's it's. Yeah, I it, think. I want to bring something back into perspective here. You guys got remember that I'm thrown into situations where, oh yeah, there's 20, 30, well, 40, your job is to find that inefficiency, the hundred employees. And it, it, my job is to fix the, a lot of the movement issues. And that's basically what mm-hmm. it comes down to. It comes down to a lot of wasted movement and wasted time. Now, I think when you have time, you can cultivate things like that. You can cultivate teamwork. You can cultivate a, a better work environment. I can't change, and it's not going to change anytime soon, the fact that we have to perform, in other words, in order to keep the company alive, which means that's jobs. It may not be the best thing in the world, but it's a job. And you have, in any situation, you have control over whether your job sucks or or you can make it better. Um, when you perform better, you get recognized for those things, and you can get promoted. And those kind of things mm-hmm. happen all the time in the type of environment that I, that I, I run in. So, and you're right, Joel. Uh, Joel made a very good point. I, this is not a job. I basically go in and help people do jobs better that I would never hold. I would, I couldn't do it. I mean, it's literally standing at a chop saw with um, a posi stop system. So you don't, you don't even get your tape measure out. You're just sitting there all day long, cutting two inch and you know three quarter inch, and four inch pieces. <laughs> what, what is it? What's it called? Tiger paw. What's, tiger, what's stop. The, tiger stop tiger stop yeah. yeah we don't even use those are too slow we use a posi stop system that has incremental setup you know incremental division so it's there's you know 10 inch 18 inch 24 inch and you just run the piece up to it and it stops there you don't there's no changing no punching in numbers to change it um a tiger stop you actually die you punch in the numbers on a digital keypad and it moves a stop to that particular keypad right or position these there's there's 30 positions they're already set up all you have to do is stop it at the right position um i and that's and that's really why i was very silent about that i'm not saying when i when i said my spiel mm-hmm. it's it is a it is a it's the whole system of that and and it's you're obviously you're doing what you're asked to do and i'm sure you would change lots of things and I, no, I really wouldn't. I don't. I don't. I hope you don't feel incriminated by what I said no, because no, it's, no. it's no. I, it's not I, I like that. When I had a small crew and I ran my own shop, I did something very similar to that. Um, however, I was a pusher. I, I, you know, um, but I, it wasn't. I don't know how to say. It wasn't douchebaggy. It wasn't like coming in and yelling at people, saying, "Hey, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. We got to get right. this done. We can rock this out." I turned the music up. You know, I'd get people motivated. It wasn't like I'm being a, jo- a jerk about it. You know, I get people excited about meeting goals. Um, and that was. Well, and that's a component of the thing that Joel was talking about that he didn't say, but right. he means. Um, and that is that, you know, Joel also doesn't want to be an asshole. You know, I mean, like yeah. he doesn't want to be the guy that everybody hates because. That's why I have a shop manager. Yeah, I'm, well, I have no she's problem. not an asshole. She's a monster. I have, you know, but yeah, I mean, you don't want to be that guy, right? I like, have no now, problem Izzy, being an asshole. I have none. I have no issue with it whatsoever. I will go in and be an asshole if I need to be, but I don't. I, I like. I treat people in a way in such a way that I, I don't really ever have to. So this is honestly, this is the first time I've lost my cool in probably ten years. And um, 
Well, the other side of that too is, like I said, I mean, you are in a situation where they, I mean, they very really bring you in there and say, hey, find the dead weight. You know, I mean, like yeah, you're being, you're taking someone's for, money to find where they're wasting it, right? Yeah, so and normally it's for, you know, normally I don't have, I don't have four days. I have weeks to deal with this issue. I mean, I had literally four sure. days to get to turn this around. So, and for the most part, we did see, and I always get great. caught up in it. I, I always get caught up in like a weird mirror here because, like, I, you know, that guy that you're talking about, like, I can't help. There's, there's two sides of me. Like, there's one side of me that wants to call him a little bitch. He can't take a little criticism, regardless of how it's brought to him. Like, hey, you know, get your shit together, dude. What are you doing? We got goals here. Like, you're, this is your job. Like, you know, let's, let's get on the stick. And, you know, at the same time, I try to see, you know, like from his perspective, is he just, you know, is he being a little bitch or is he actually, does he just feel underappreciated? Is he giving more than he feels he should give for what he's being paid? Is he, you know, like, where does that come from? And trying mm, to figure out, no. I deal with that from, from a management level all the time. Yeah, like, I, it's, I, I, I don't see that. I mean, the same, well, I won't go into complete details, but let's just say the same person mentioned to me that he doesn't have to have his job because his wife's on disability. I'm like that. To well, me, and, that just makes me want to punch and, people in the face. Like, are you, are you even a man? Yeah, it's too much. That's you know. Well, okay. I, so, so first off, I I would tell you that if the guy walks out of the job like four days after you yell, he's not walking out because you yelled. That's that isn't it at all. I I, I know that there's nobody that when you're that's in the, the excuse. Well, that's that is the excuse. That's. And it's not even the camel, the, the straw that broke the camel's back because it, it's not. If it was, it would have happened right then. Mm-hmm. Like if your emotional response is like, I don't feel good about this job anymore because you just yelled at me, is you walk off the job right then. I've seen it done. But what happened was, I'm sure the new requirements that you implemented made the job different than either he was willing to do or it made it harder, or he felt he was expending expending more energy than than now, the job was worth. Here's the thing: I made the job easier for them. Everything I did was to make their lives easier. Did you change the job? I've changed everything. Of course, I did. But it, see, well, some people, that too is some that people might be just dead weight. He might have to go. Yeah, right. I mean, like he 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 might really be a problem, and he's just you know. He's just hanging around being a productivity. Some people well, just, thing, and I want to have that. to go. I want right? to. I want to like, buffer this too. You know, after I yelled at everybody and went back and apologized, literally everybody else, we were high fiving and shaking hands and patting each other on the back for getting fifteen pieces built that day. So it wasn't like you know, I don't want everybody. I don't want everybody was mad at Izzy and they're all you know. Um, it wasn't like that. So it was just it was just weird and it kind of hit me in a weird spot because I, I get I had a lot of hope for this guy he was kind of a shining star in the crew and i gave him basically his own area which you don't get you mean the way this is set up you don't get your own working area he had his own working area he was very proud of it he was keeping it spotless he was keeping everything like it was supposed to be he was staying johnny on the spot and then poof he just walks off the job you know yeah, some people He's Some a poopy people puncher. Just, just let him go. So fine. i i know i know what you're saying like i'm very demanding of the people that we have here uh-huh. there's i i know it sounds like i'm a real soft guy and nice and everything but th- the fact is that they have a single way they have a single result to accomplish and each piece is different and all those things they've got to remember those things by the time they're trained in for the first year they probably know 500 or 600 things that get them to their job level mm-hmm but i am meticulous about those things i will go in i will look at those things i try not to I try to 
it's a long story, but I try to manage a little bit from afar because I don't want to micromanage them. Right. I don't go in there and I don't spend two or three hours in the shop directly near them. If I'm doing something on my own somewhere in a little corner or something, I try not to be a big presence. This makes because me want I, to come, I, this makes me want to come play in your shop even more. I'm like, how well, can I come you and can have your own guys? spot, is he? As long no, as you I, perform, no, no, no. I want to come in and help them. I want to help them with their processes. I want to help you with your processes. How can I make this better and easier for them? Yeah, but you you're going to yell at one of them, and he's going to throw a plate of uh, <laughs> fried chicken in your face, and Joel's going to kick the shit out of you for walking I one of those guys. Promise not out. to yell at anybody, you know. And what I Typically, what I do isn't very little to do with the personnel, except for just retrain them on, you know, how we set things up, you know. Um, and well, we I'll give you an example. This particular environment, it was necessary for me to work with uh, with the individuals and the crew together to kind of bring them together to, you know, for for timing reasons. Um, it takes sure. longer to build, you know, drawer fronts and, and, and doors than it does to build a carcass. It takes longer to build sides and tops. It takes longer to, you know, so you have to kind of time all the stuff so it comes together. And, and no, then, I, I, and I, I completely understand that I, I have real world problems like that. Like that's not, I, I, I have a philosophy that is different than most management though, but, but for specific problems, I, I took one of my guys aside and I said, listen, you know, that streak that was on the side, well, that's from the router. He's like, yes. I'm like, okay. Has it been there before? He's like, no. I said, and what did you do to fix the issue? Well, we had to sand it out a little bit more. I'm like, well, if the problem wasn't there before and it's there now and you're now spending extra time fixing the issue, shouldn't we go back two steps and figure out why the bearing has frozen up on the roundover bit? Right. Because that's that's the issue. Mm-hmm. We just have to put a different roundover bit in or change out the bearing. Like, like And I had to break it down that far because I'm like, okay, well, you just wasted 25 minutes sanding out something that shouldn't be there in the first place. Now, this is over. Mentioned that because I have to do that with a lot of times <clears throat> in the office. Like, you know, these guys are out working their butts off, but they're using a planer that has planer blades that are, you know. Oh, yeah. I like wouldn't shot. put a sandwich through. For, I'm like, you have to replace your planer blades. Well, that's $1,200. Wait a minute. Not, you can plane sandwiches? I go back know. to that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't care what it costs. It needs to be done. You're You're out here. You know, these guys are busting their humps and then, then they're they're planning something that should be a go right to production, but it's not. It's going from there to the time saver, so it's eating up your belt. So it's costing you more than the what it would cost you just to replace the planer blades because you're paying for that extra time and the extra belt. That makes no sense to me. You know, yeah, there's so. there's I agree. And Izzy, you're as a consultant for doing production, like where you just go in and you say, Hey, I see the process. Like I just stand around there for like the first two days. Like I just watch. Like I'd literally just sit up there in the corner. I'd I'd start smoking a pipe, and I'd smoke a pipe, and and I would sit there and I'd watch everybody. And I would probably maybe make a few mental notes, and I'd say, okay, this is where we need to change. And then I'd start crashing the entire system. But we we do that often. I one of my favorite things in the whole wide world, and Izzy, I I hope this is one of your favorite things is I look at how, when we design a product, I look at how we're going to build it in my mind. Absolutely. I am, I am, I am looking at that and I go, okay, so we do the round over round over tears out. We need to do a quick, quick sand on the edges, you know, this, this, and this. And then I get a kind of time frame of where we're going on things. And sometimes uh, for no 
no particular other than the ignorance of my myself like okay well i didn't realize that i didn't think about that maple burns a hell of a lot more than anything else so we're gonna have to spend some extra time getting the burn marks out or we need to do a different process or whatever Mm -hmm. it is um so so i look at those things and and that is that is if i'm a hard ass it is in the procedure that you need to follow if you start going off on your own unless unless then the one caveat is unless it works better then then there's then always that there's always that caveat right. yep right unless it works better then you're doing it wrong because because i've had people say well listen we need to do it this way it'll save us some time i'd be like listen there's a reason why we do it this way because we have to get to the end result and you're going to find that this doesn't work mm-hmm. and that's fine i don't mind the experimentation those things are good but we have some rigid things. So at the end of the day, our products get five stars uh, on Amazon or anywhere else we're selling them because ours is not Chinese crap. Mm -hmm. It is not made in a sweatshop in Vietnam and there are not rough edges. There are not gouges. There are not bad sand marks. There are not bad packaging damages, things like that because, because of what we do. And, and if there's anything I'm a hard ass about, it is, it is about uh, if you're trying to be short in the process uh, or on the side thing, if you're not being smart about the process, because those things do take time and cost me money because we've already set up a, a procedure to make this work. And so we're a very small shop. Like there's like there you're like you're like material handling and moving steps and things. I'm like, man, we've got 20 feet by 40 feet. Like there isn't a single thing that isn't within no, three yeah. steps. When you're when you're trying to manage a thirty thousand square foot, you know, material docking right. section, and then you have fifty thousand square feet of equipment and processing. Oh yeah, it's, it's a little yeah. And you're dealing with yeah. You know, and then you're also dealing with you know because I don't go in and just one of the things I don't do is I don't I don't just walk into a place and and you know change everything and then train the people how to work. I I, I train the office help. I train the guys that are you know like. This is what you have to do to keep these tools maintenance because you're costing the company money because you're not. Um, I train the office help. And a lot of times I go in and I like, okay, this is how you need to communicate this information to the floor. So they understand it. So it goes to the proper channels to get the product out, you know, basically pooping out at the same time, you know, so it's not just, it's not, it's not just a one, you know, I try to simplify it and make it sound as, I just, you know, change movement and basically that's what I do. But um, there's a lot more to it than, than to what we're just talking about sure. here today. Sure. And I think, I think one of the reasons that this affected me and why I brought it up is because this kid had a lot of potential, the guy that, that walked off and I, you know, clearly he didn't. Well, he, and if he would have stuck with it and he di- and he dialed it in, he could have gone places in this company and made a pretty decent living for himself. You know, it's going to take him a couple years of busting butt to get there, but he could have gotten there. Uh, he had the right, he had the right work ethic. He had the right, you know, uh, clearly he didn't, he did <laughs> in his, his performance, his performance said otherwise, the fact that he walked off the job says, says a whole new thing, of course, but it just kind of irked me a little bit and rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm, and, um, you know, I just, I don't know when I, when you show up to a job that someone's paying you for, whether you like the job or not, or whether it's a great job or a lousy job, do the job to the best of your ability, you know, or don't, or just don't show up, <laughs> go do something else. Can I just say clearly he didn't one more time. I want to make sure that we, uh, yeah, we settle we, in on that. We, we, we're, we're on, we're on agreement on that, obviously. 
but um, yeah, because I have because here's the thing: I have potential to become a woman, but I'm not going to. Please let, <laughs> so please let that be it. So clearly, <laughs> clearly, I don't have that potential. Yeah. You may see it in me, but I'm not going to. Only later so, yeah, the lights are off, Mike. There, well, I mean, there is around. You always have, I will tell you, but in I know you're saying, and I understand what you're saying. I've seen some people that have been maybe needed a little bit more encouragement, or or were a little what I would call more needy mm. about compliments and things like that. And they and sometimes they often, sometimes most of the time, there may be somebody that you don't need to deal with. Every once in a while, they get past that. They learn to get past those things. And it, it's just sometimes there are abrupt changes or abrupt uh, emotional states that will just off put them right away. Where if, you, if, if you're not complimenting their work or whatever they're doing, even if it's just their job, then but weirdly enough, every once in a while, somebody comes out of that. Like it's, it's almost like a phase, like you're growing up. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen a lot in this industry where you, you know, someone you walk in, you're like, Oh, this guy's not going to last. And they turn into, they turn into a rock star. Yeah. Um, and you're right. And it was, it was just an encouraging word or it was, or clearly they don't, or Or clearly they don't. Unfortunately, more often than not, they don't, you know, Right, um, but I don't. I don't walk into a, this place, and I don't, I don't look at every individual as oh, they're just working for their twelve bucks an hour or fourteen bucks an hour or whatever it is. I look at them, you know, with the potential to being much more than they are and doing much more than they are. Um, and that's kind of where I see people. I, I I see people, you know, like hey, you have a lot of potential here to do a lot of cool things, and yeah, and one day you might make an extra forty dollars a week if you really kill yourself and take extra time away from well, everything else. Not forty, maybe. 20 but hey um well that's what i'm saying and 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 that's that's where the disconnect comes and that's that's kind of where things are real shitty is you know like that kid you know yeah i can stand here and take this shit from this big guy with no sleeves got tattoos all over the place (laughs) and likes Um, to snuggle pillows yeah and and you know what if i work my way up the corporate ladder here i get 40 hours you know i get 40 dollars a week and then you know then i can buy that house i really want and uh you know get that new truck that i was looking for that guy don't give a shit that's so why I say clearly he doesn't. We, but that again, the problem well, is, is that we've just developed a system that doesn't doesn't reward that. Like yeah. it just that's not just in the and and that's that's not a fault of your industry or that company or that person. That's just the way we've decided that we're going to be as as a you know as an institutional right. You know, right. I see. What, I see what you're just, saying. I mean, you you know, and I understand. Yeah. Hey man, you know if you really kill yourself and break your balls, we're gonna give you a one percent increase. Okay, we gotta make fifteen dollars an hour. It's a dollar fifty, so you just gave me no extra money a month. Like I, I can't even afford better bread. Like I, I'm still on the one ply. Right, right. You know, I mean, but if you so, know, there's there's more than that. It's now, a lot more than that. Now, if see, you go maybe, from like an entry level position making twelve or fourteen to a manager, you know, where you're making thirty or forty grand a year, and then you can go from a manager to a, a you know general manager and make sixty, seventy. Grand I'm going to do the math on this. It's going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. So let's see. You make forty hours. You're going to do fifty. So that's twenty nine thousand at fourteen dollars a year. You're making about thirty grand a year. So if you go to fifty, uh, let's see. You make another twenty thousand a year, and we're going to divide that by twelve. You make another sixteen hundred dollars a month minus thirty five percent equals you make a thousand dollars more a month 
if you're the best in the company at what you do. <laughs> yep. Give that a minute. No, I, no, I, you, no hang you're on. Not I want tell, you, you're not telling you me anything I don't know. Math. And you're also talking to a yeah, so. you're also talking to a guy who's been self-employed for the vast majority of his adult life. So, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're, you're singing to the choir here, and I understand it. But no, no, listen, I'm I, not making and, that decision. And I get it. I don't make those decisions. I, you know, these people are making their own decisions. And if they were to go work a job, do your job to the best of your best oh, of your ability. And again, at the see now, me, I just want to do the like the the how much I'm getting paid for a job is kind of irrelevant to me. Like if you gave me if you gave me a paycheck and I agreed, to, like it's the thing I told my daughter when she went to work. You're gonna have people, and I've said this on this show before, but you're gonna have people all around you. They're gonna answer questions with that's not my job, right? So if you gave me money, okay, if if you employ me and you gave me money, okay, if you need something done as a company, then it's my job. Simply put, and that's the thing I told my daughter, if you find yourself in a situation where you're thinking it's not my job, you're wrong. Just to, just know that you're wrong. The company's paying you money to be there. They need something done. It's your job to do it. And that is, so for me, you know, the the success of or the 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 production or whatever the thing is, doing the best I can is the thing I want to do, regardless of whose responsibility it is, whose job it is, whose... That is a very limited quantity, and that's just because I'm a you know I had a disastrous childhood, and I crave the attention of others, which is why I'm on a podcast one day a week with you idiots. So, <laughs> so I mean that's just you know the, that's just kind of the reality. Most people aren't like that. I mean, you've basically described a living hell where this guy, if he kills himself, you know, over the next three years and gives you know a hundred percent more production than he's currently doing. He's going to make another dollar an hour until eventually he makes a thousand bucks more a month. You know, I mean, okay. You know, if, if you're the best in this entire building at what you do and management uh-huh. eventually finds a way to put you into a new position. So like, yeah. I mean, and, and this guy sounds like he probably wasn't worth it anyway. And, and there's plenty of people that are that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to find the people, but the overall arch of the whole thing is the problem. Like, you know, okay. Yeah. Hey, Kill yourself. Give me all you got. Work extra hours. You know, um, you know, don't that extra 30 minutes. Don't spend that time with your family. Don't you know, work yourself to the point when you get home, you got to have, you know, you got to drink or you've got to go right to bed or you've got to, you, know, right. you know, that's that's basically what you're asking of, of a lot of people. And people that have that type of drive don't work for other people. Mm-hmm. The, those people are the Izzy's and the Joel's of the world that find a way to do it on their own. Like, People that work for other people do that because they don't have that drive to get up every day and break their balls, regardless of what the outcome is. You know, they—that's not who they are. I mean, and you know what? There used to be manufacturing plants and and pensions and all kinds of incentives for people to actually show up and kill themselves every day, and that just doesn't exist anymore. And it's not coming back. Like that's—I mean, until we decide that there's some value in treating people with some type of dignity and respect in the workplace, it's never coming back. So you can bitch at these guys all you want. They're not cutting extra drawers. You're getting 10 pieces a day and that's it. You ain't getting 15. Their 15 ain't coming. <laughs> it just ain't coming. You might get 15 one week, but after you leave, them guys are going to be like, man, God, I hope none of them. Hey, these pneumatic I, clamps I are really good, but uh, that extra time. <laughs> yeah, that, hey, the, those pneumatic clamps you made are awesome. And you know what it does? I get an extra 15 minute smoke break every week now because I still only got to do 10. Because I don't need forty dollars a week. I mean, I just don't. I mean, what's that? How's that move the needle? 
Like I'd rather I'd rather sit here and play with my balls for 40 minutes more a day and not have that $40 because it's just not worth it to me. And Izzy Swan can't fix that. Like that's no, got to happen on an job. institutional level. <laughs> that is not in my job description. <laughs> that's, that's not my job. So, <laughs> so, but anyway, we are about an hour and a half into this whole thing. Holy cow! I, I, uh, I, I like that we can go from one. Uh, one. I was talking about toilet paper. You were talking like, about shit on like one side and shit ago. on the other side. We've we've covered the spectrum. By the way, that analogy is pretty good. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out oh, there. Which one? Lord. The double, the other side of toilet paper. The other side of toilet. Being you're, useless. You're, you're about as useful as as the other side of toilet paper. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, it's not it's, at the very least. It's got to be somewhat original, but that's uh, and I'm sure I stole it from somebody because I'm not that smart. Yeah, yeah I just. Uh, but listen, at the end of the day, the Japanese pull plane, um, it's far superior. I think is what we came up with, and two ply people. And if you're being paid to do a job, ply. do the job. Do the goddamn or job. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> and and don't work harder than they're paying you because that extra $40 a week is not doing anything for you. Give your bare minimum. You want to be the king of minimum. That's the that's what I you want. So I kick you in the I've, balls. <laughs> I feel there's some mixed messages here. Yeah. No. I've been a hypocrite this entire show. Yeah, I hope so. I I've I've argued four different points <laughs> on two, on, on a single subject. Buddy, if I'll tell you what, and I, I, this, I apply this oftentimes to political commentary because it's so apt. If if a solution can be broken down into a thirty words, you know, paragraph, like if somebody says, "Well, we need world peace," and somebody stands up and they say, "Blah blah 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 blah," that's how they're automatically wrong. If situations were that easy, uh, then we wouldn't have the problems. There's, there is no, if there is a complex problem about something, bet the, the, the solution should be three books and in, in a, in a set volume and it, it should take you a degree to read them because it's, well, 1% of the time, the first person to answer is a hundred percent, right? The rest of the time they're wrong. <laughs> that's just the way it is every now and again there's an elon musk in the room and you go hey blah 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 and they go i got it and they answer and you're like holy shit that's the answer but the rest of the time that that person's 100 percent wrong yeah it's they didn't even have a good idea they should be embarrassed for opening their mouth at all yeah no there's it's just it's <clears throat> if somebody comes up and says well this is the blah 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 and you're like well, no, there's about 15 other facets where you didn't consider your answer. So I, I don't, I, I, I agree that you should at least have two. Listen, the, the people, the people that try to answer, um, they should be berated by at all costs. They, their effort to try and give you the right answer should not be rewarded in any way. Interesting. If you want to try a fun little exercise on, on humans, uh, read the comments in any local news postings on Facebook. Like, nope. like, like WBRJ out of Dallas or whatever. It just pick, nope. just pick an ABC, Not NBC, Fox newscast in any local market and, nope. and read how every single thing relates to every uh, man runs into fire hydrant and it'd be like, listen, it's because of Trump or listen, it's because they're chemtrails or or this is exactly what I've been talking about these kids these days. 
whatever. Unless you're in Florida. Is. Don't read articles in Florida because oh, people in Florida, Florida are insane. Seem to, be, seem to be the craziest human beings. When I read an article that says woman arrested for shaving vagina on her way to work, I don't even have to look where it is. I know exactly where that is. And by the way, that's real. You can Google that right now, and you shouldn't, because you're going to end up in jail from all the other things that pop up. Like <laughs> so, all right, guys, time to call it. It's it's uh, I have to go run another load over to the new to go, house tomorrow, and then I'm headed back to Michigan. You have for to go a murder vacation. someone else. Is, that, is, that, is that what the kids are calling it now? <laughs> Ooh, hello. Wow. hello. Welcome home. Well, thank you. All right, guys. Listen, just if I come to your house, just two ply. Just at the very least, one and a half. Sears and Roebuck catalog in my bathroom when you come over. When well, I'm gonna shit in your bedroom and wipe my ass with your sheets. <laughs> you, so. you know what? The next time, Mike, you come here for the the next Atlanta thing, I'm I'm putting a rasp in there. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell you, but I brought my own. Just just, just a rasp. <laughs> I I brought my own toilet paper to your house because I just Did you I really? didn't want to. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to judge you for your one ply. Did, did you actually use our our our, our one ply? No, we don't actually You'll have one ply. Know. Joel, I, I used your toilet You'll paper, and I have no know. idea what it was. I can't even remember. I, I it wasn't. It wasn't a memorable experience for any of us. And it's still in his ass crack as we speak. <laughs> it might be. I don't know if. I, yeah, no, it's not. I took a shower yesterday. No, Good. too much. So. All right. No, it was dislodged by his accident. <laughs> it was yesterday your first shower since Georgia because. <laughs> I have questions. I have questions. <laughs> All right, go home, you guys. Jeez. I am home. I, I'm Pretty much. Well, I'm in the guest house, but yes. Right. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm still in the bathroom. Oh, so, but uh, yeah, one more week what? of madness back up to Michigan, do a sign job, have a little mini vacation for the fourth with the family, and then back down to real internet. And we will be good to go, guys. Back on the video. Hey, scene guys. Happy Fourth of July, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, uh, happy Fourth of July to everybody! May, and may uh, you have all your fingers. Yep. By the end no, of this. That's, when this comes out, I'll be in. The people that lose in again. generally deserve to lose. There you go. Well, your life sucks. Hey, but uh, yeah, anyway, so to go snuggle with. Can we call this quits, please? Uh, all right. Listen, hey guys, if you have any uh, guys and girls or the ones in between, um, if you got any questions, comments, concerns. Um, you want to send us some two ply? I can already see Ryan Ridgely on Amazon. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, so uh, yeah, send us your comments. Uh, Facebook is the place to uh, find us uh, at Maybe Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can uh, always check out our website at Maybe I've Said Too Much Thank you everybody for spending the last hour and thirty minutes listening to whatever the hell this was. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.